Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we take about a half hour every week. We go over market conditions, things that are affecting buyers and sellers in the market. Um, what greater time? I mean, this is, uh, it's clearly a historic time. I've never seen anything like it. I've been in business since 1981, um, since Ronald Reagan got in office. So um, it's, it's some pretty, there's some pretty weird goings on. So that's why it's nice for us to get together and find out, you know, what's happening. What are the trends? What are some of the best things that buyers can do? What are the best things that sellers can do? There's a lot of money at stake. There are hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake. So let's figure out how we're gonna do it the right way. Now, I gotta tell you, I didn't uh, intend to do golf shirt today. I tried to do a dress shirt, but um, my body rejected it. I felt like George Costanza, you know, it's like the shower just isn't taking. I mean, put on a dress shirt, it's like, no, it's summertime, forget it, we're going golf. So, um, so that's just the way it is. Everything in our life is, is, has something to do with Seinfeld or Seinfeldism. So let's, let's take a look at, at what happened this week or what happened last month of June and the first week of July. You know, it's funny, it's 4th of July, so this is pretty appropriate. It felt like the, um, June felt like the, um, what do you call it, the grand finale. Uh, those of you that were going out to fireworks, you see the grand finale, we're all heck breaks, boom, 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 boom. That was June. Now, I'm not sure what July holds. We'll look into it a little bit, but I can tell you that June was a grand finale. Um, we had eight houses um, go under contract or sell, settle. The average um, price above, the average sales price was $137,000 above list price. That's 112% of, uh, uh, of our price. And you have to understand my pricing is, is exact. I mean, I, I can tell you what the comps say it's worth and that's what we put it on because um, I have to defend that right this second today. One of our listings hasn't sold and somebody's thinking about putting in a contract. I have to defend that price. I got to say this is exactly what it's worth and show them every step of the way as, as all good realtors do. So I'm defending the price of, of our house. So I'm pretty tight with pricing, but to have people bid 200,000 over list price, um, to have people bid 150,000 over list price when they're the only bidders, um, you know, it's kind of a unique, it's unique. And there's a, there's a technique that we use to do that. And, and we'll talk about that, but first let's take a look at June. Let's, let's look at the grand crescendo. So I'm going to, uh, or the, the grand finale, uh, as we like to say, I'm going to share my screen here with you guys real quick. Okay. So let's look at, let's look at the first one, number one here. All right. So this chart shows June, 2020 versus June 2021, over a million dollars, okay? So if we look at the first grouping, that is 2020, June of 2020. So their average home sold for 97% of list price, all right? And the average sale was 109% of assessed value, okay? Let that sink in. So they sold it. If you listed for a million, you were getting 970 on average, and it was 109% of your assessed value. That's pretty standard. 108, 109 is pretty standard stuff. This year, in June, the sales were 107% of list price. 
That's the average. That's not just Casey Sampson team. That's the average over a million dollars. So this year, those houses are selling for 10% more relative to the list price they were last year. Now, what 107 tells us is A, there aren't a lot of home inspections. B, there aren't a lot of appraisal contingencies. There are no real contingencies out there because sellers are in control of that market. 130% of assessments, um, you know, that tells me that the tax assessors did not see this coming. The tax assessors, we're, they're selling for where they should be selling for 110% of assessment. They increased our assessment this year, but they were off by 20%. They should have raised them higher. So anyways, this year, we're at 107% of list price. So if you listed for $1 million, you got 170,000. Um, like I said, ours was uh, on average 12%, but we had eight houses that sold for an average of 137,000 over list price. So also you have the, the assessed value. Now, why is the assessed value important? Well, let me tell you why this is important because when you're looking to see what your house is worth, what is your assessment? Okay, the average house is selling at 130% of that assessment. So if you wanna know, relatively speaking, not exactly, you still have to do a lot of work on it, but, but approximately 130% of your assessment, and that is this year. So, you know, is that a little shocking? Yeah, it's a little shocking. Now, these were over a million, uh, but if you go under a million, pretty much, Similar numbers in that last year it was 99% of, of appraise of, um, of the list price. And this year it's 106. So that's 7% higher are the list prices coming in. Again, when you get 106% of your list price, chances are there's no home inspections. That's a bidding system and bidding process coming in. There's no uh, appraisal contingencies. And remind me to talk about appraisals here in a minute. So um, so looking at this chart, the, the market un, from 500,000 to a million dollars, pretty similar. They're up, uh, um, you know, pretty much 8% across the board over what they were getting, you know, last year. So does that mean, does that mean that they were pre, uh, um, appreciated 8%? No, it doesn't. It just means that whatever we're listing it at, they're buying it for a premium where last year they were getting it for a little bit of a discount. Okay, and again, when you go back to the uh, when you go back to the million dollar guys last year, million dollar house sold at ninety seven cents on the dollar. This year, they're selling for one hundred nine cents on the dollar. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, one hundred and seven percent, one hundred and seven cents on the dollar. I think that's nuts. I mean, to think that that the list price and a lot of agents over list houses. Trust me, and to think that the average sale is. 107% is really, really crazy. So, you know, some pretty, pretty uh, incredible numbers coming out of June. This is a chart that shows, um, what does this show? What am I doing with this chart? Oh, 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 oh. It's still important that you sell your houses in the first 10 days. So let's take a look at, um, you know, I'm always emphasizing you really need to sell your house in the first 10 days. And, and, and once the seller said, well, then you're pricing it too, too low. And that's not true. That's not, that's not true. So, you know, 
there are people that hit for average. Okay, let's uh, let's go back to baseball. Let's let's go to baseball for a second. Baseball hitters do two things: they hit for average, and they hit for power. They hit bombs, right? So Frank Howard, my hero, hit bombs, but he struck out all the time. If he didn't strike out, he hit one in the upper deck of RFK Stadium. All right. So that was somebody hits with that's somebody that goes for the long ball. Now Trey Turner averages 313. He hits the ball all the time. He hits it everywhere. He's he's a hitter. He hits for average and he hits bombs. So we want to be a Trey Turner, not I can't believe I'm saying this, not a Hondo. We don't want to be like Howard and swing for the fences all the time. So relating that to to real estate, when you price your house, you want to have a batting average where that's going to sell. Now, we're going to sell it. We're going to sell it all the time. We're going to sell for a premium, 53 out of 54, sold a premium, sold the first you know week. But as I just said, eight homes, when you hit, uh, when you get 150,000 over list price, that's a bomb. When you get 250 over list price, which we just got, that's a bomb. So, you know, we want to hit for average. And, and by doing that, if you look at this chart, you know, you don't want to overprice your house because then maybe, maybe, maybe somebody will hit it. I mean, uh, I had a person uh, overpriced at $200,000. I'm like, I'm not touching that, right? Now, it did sell because, you know, bombs happen. I mean, guys could stand under the other team's basket, throw a, you know, a whole court uh, lob shot and it could go in, but that's that's not what we're shooting for. Could we have got 200,000 over list price? We do it every day, but you start at a million, let him build it up. Then you have multiple people fighting for it as opposed to maybe one buyer out there that's stupid enough to just come out of the blue and, and start bidding on a house that's 200,000 over price. So, you know, you wanna hit for average. You can get to the $200,000 profit but you get to it by making sure the house is going to sell. You have multiple contracts. You have multiple bidders coming in and let them bid it up. They bid it up 150,000. They bid it up 200,000. They bid up 250,000. So, so these things happen. So as a realtor or a seller, you want to hit for average. You want to make sure that you're going to be in that first group that says, you know, I'm at least getting 107% um, of my sales price which means no home inspection, no, no appraisal, as opposed to, you know, the people that have their house sitting on the market too long, where they're only getting 99%, okay, of their list price. We look to the right, you'll see that if you sell in the first 30 days, or first 10 days, you're going to get 130% of your assessment. Whereas the people that are selling after, you know, after 10 days are getting 122% of their assessment. So, so we're getting 8% more, uh, clearly 8% more um, if you get your house sold in that first weekend. So, so the fact of, hey, we're pricing it too low, that's not, that's not accurate. That's not accurate. You price it for what it's going to appraise for, for what you can defend. I mean, right this second, I had a person and they're looking at one of our houses and they said, well, I think it's a great house. We've been back, they're very attractive to the house, but we think it's overpriced. Really? You really think it's overpriced? Well, you know, you got an email that's about this long that's proving the price. Not only is it priced what it's worth, it's worth much more than what we've got on the market for. So, you know, 
these this is kind of old school stuff when we have to defend our prices that's coming back a little bit okay it's coming back a little bit so you know we need to defend our prices and you know if we've priced it correctly we can defend our price right and then let the market do what it does so hitting for average and being able to hit bombs at the same time that's what i in my opinion that's what realtors should be doing that's what sellers should be doing we're gonna hit for average make sure our success rate is 98 percent right and then if somebody comes in and we've done everything right then they're gonna bid 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 and we're 250,000 over list price that's a bomb so eight bombs in the month of june we'll take it everything sells but eight eight bombs all right so i think i hope we're clear on this okay now um I had an agent ask me a question. She said, I said something, I mumbled something like, um, pigs get fed, hogs. Well, the saying is that pigs get fed and hogs get slaughtered. And what that means is that if you're too greedy, let's say your house is worth a million dollars, but it could be bid up to a million one fifty. So let's say you ask 1.2 million. Well, that's the hog, that's the hogs get slaughtered. Now what's gonna happen there is it's not gonna sell. And then it's going to start dwindling down and dwindling down. And before you know it, you're wrapped up in lower prices, home inspections, and appraisal contingencies. So those are the hogs. We want to be the pigs. We want to get fed, right? We want to get fed. So if pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Don't get greedy when you're coming up with your pricing. Put it for what it's worth. Let the market bid it. Let it bid it up. Ours were bid up 12% over list price. So just let that happen, all right? All right. Let's take a look at July. All right, what you're looking at now are the contracts that were written that were written in the first week of July since 2015. So in 2015, 263 house, uh, houses went under contract. And then you can see it went up to 300 and 216, 217 down a little bit. And then it started its climb. And it climbed all the way up to 346 homes were put under contract in the first week of July for 2020. And now you can see what happened in our July. So the question on everybody's lips is, is it over? Is that the grand finale? I mean, our house is still getting it. I mean, every day now, everybody's asking, have we gone too high? Where's the peak? When is it gonna stop? Well, you know, you have indicators like this that may be tipping you off, okay? Maybe we're slowing down a little bit. But if you're still pricing your homes correctly, maybe you have two bidders or three bidders instead of eight bidders. Maybe you only have one bidder, okay? Now, I'm gonna tell you this and we put this out. This is the $150,000 question. Every seller needs to answer it, ask it. Every realtor needs to answer it. Do you accept escalation clauses? If they say yes, they're gonna cost you could cost you $150,000. Example, a home on Silkwood. We just sold it. Contract came in at list price. We said no list price or no uh, with an escalation clause. And an escalation clause means that they can, they'll pay $2,000 more than the next highest contract up until a certain amount. Okay. Does that make sense? So if everybody comes in with contracts, I'll pay what the highest contract plus $3,000. Okay, that's an escalation clause. So they said, we'll give you 1.4 million. 
uh, we have an escalation clause. And we said, no escalation clause. We want all contracts Monday by noon. So they brought in a contract by Monday at noon and it was for $1.55 million, no home inspection, no contingency, no, no escalation clauses, no nothing. Just we'll give you 1.55 million. That is, that is $150,000 over list price. They were the only bidders on that house, the only bidders on that house. So when people say, well, yeah, we allow escalation clause, that seller would have lost $150,000. And it happens every day. That's why, you know, we may be at 12 or 13% over list price, whereas other realtors may be at 105, 106, 107% over list. And everything goes up and down together. So, so is that an important question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nine out of or eight out of 10 of the top realtors that I called that are listing houses, I said, can I submit an escalation clause? They said, absolutely. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, that costs sellers money. So I don't understand why they're doing it. I know they're trying to appease the other agents, I'm not trying to appease other agents, I'm trying to appease my seller. And the highest and best way to do this is send us your highest and best offer with no escalation clause. That's the way you get the maximum amount of money. Okay. So, how do we get the best deal? Let's talk about how we get the best deal. Let me get rid of this. I'll get rid of the screenshot now. We've seen enough of that. Hopefully everybody understands that. So let me get rid of this, if I can. Jeez. All right, guys. Back to my beautiful face. You know, I must be a dang good realtor because I sure have seen good realtors. They look pretty good. I don't look that good. You know, so we must know what the heck we're doing. So I'm certainly not getting here on my looks. That's clear. All right. So let's talk about the best deals for the buyers and the sellers. There are deals out there for buyers right now, right now. And, and I can tell you that, you know, we're sitting on two that um, as soon as the barrier gets put on 66 today, hopefully that goes back to available to the buyers. But, but once it gets beyond 10 days, people think there's something wrong with that house. You know, as a seller, we want to sell in the first 10 days. As a buyer, we want to buy after that 10 days. We want to make sure that everybody's cleared for some reason, whatever reason, they didn't get a contract. Those are the houses. Those are the deals. Sellers panic, realtors panic, everybody panics. They're not disciplined enough to have the patience. Sometimes you just need to be patient, okay? If the buyer pool didn't grab it, they should have, they didn't, don't panic and don't, and just be patient, okay? The right buyer should come along if you're priced correctly and there's very limited uh, inventory in the market. But as a buyer today, a lot of buyers are going to the beach or they have what's called buyer fatigue. They put in three or four contracts. They did get the houses they wanted. They gave up and they walked away. I think that's what's happening now. I think we're seeing a little buyer fatigue. I think they've had a rough June, you know, rough first half of the of 2021. I think that they are, they've had it, they're walking out, they're giving up, they're throwing up their hands and they're saying, well, I'll wait until inventory comes out. Well, I do think there are great deals out there. And I think you can still get them. And I don't think that this is over where the market's going to start tanking now. I think that uh, you know, we still have 
uh, a lot of buyers out there. I mean, we're still getting multiple contracts on, on these houses. So, you know, and, and, you know, in the last house, six people didn't get that deal. Okay. Those are six buyers still out there. So still plenty of buyers out there. If you're priced right and you look good and you do everything correctly and you market it correctly and you do your pr predictive analysis, you know, but there are still deals out there. They slip through the cracks. And for whatever reason, everybody, that buyer pool walks away after that 10 days. Okay. That's when you need to be a monback. Okay. A monback is somebody that after the first wave clears, some buyers mom back. They come on back. And when they come on back, that's when they get their deals. So, so I always tell the sellers, don't panic if the first wave doesn't hit. Let's just now, uh, I think this year, maybe 95, maybe percent have hit in that first, but when they don't, that 5%, just hang on, man. The mom backs are coming and then they'll come back. And sure enough, they get reasonable deals at reasonable prices, reasonable terms. They're not fighting it out with eight other buyers. So if you're a buyer, I would look after 10 days. I mean, some, some realtors are still way overpricing it. And now they're in a downward death spiral, I like to call it, where they're trying to drop the price and drop the price and drop the price. So once the first pool has left you, you know, it's a downward spiral. So, um, you know, that is not the position we want to get into. We want to, you know, put it on for the right price and get it sold in that first wave. But for buyers, take advantage of the death swirl. Take advantage of the homes that were overpriced. Take advantage of the homes that are still sitting out there on the market. Um, I would start my search with everything over 10 days. I mean, once the, once the wave is cleared and I know I don't have to do a lot of bidding, let's go take a look. There's good houses out there. I mean... You know, sellers need to sell if they want the best deal, the best terms. Um, look, I'm going to throw this out here. Uh, you know, I know I say the word home inspection very flippant and appraisal contingency very flippant. But let me tell you something. Out of 55 houses that we sold, we only had one home inspection, which got kicked out because there was a flood during the home inspection and the basement flooded. He lost the contract. One home inspection, one kick out all year and one home inspection. Okay. Well, the backup, now you got an appraisal issue. Now they got to come in and get an appraisal. Okay. So, you know, now you got to go through the appraisal process. Well, the appraisers are coming in 130,000 under what the house is worth. So we've got people bidding 1.5 million for a house and the appraisal is coming in at $1.3 million. Uh, still going to sell for 130 or 140,000 over appraised value, but it's going to be a fight and it's going to be a struggle and it's not easy. So one appraiser, one appraisal, that's what happened. One. Now, with that said, again, you could get one where the guy's standing under the bucket and he throws a Hail Mary and it just goes in. That's a high risk deal. I had a seller do a high risk uh, listing. He listed it for 75,000, let me, let me put it in perspective. He listed it for 14% higher than, than I said you should go on for, right? Because it only appraises for one number and he wanted to go on 14% higher. So we put it on, we had one buyer. We had one buyer with an FHA contract and they paid that price, that was it. 
Well, now it's got an appraisal contingency on it that we've got to get this thing appraised. Well, I can tell you that it's not going to appraise. It's going to appraise. It could be 75,000 under what the contract price is. It appraised. Appraisal came back and said, yep, appraisal's good. We're good. Loan's approved. Appraisal's good. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. It, it what? It appraised. So are there weird things happening? Can you hit a three-point shot under the buzzer? Yeah, you can. Can you stand on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you swing for that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just telling you, you want to be a Trey Turner. You don't want to be a Hondo. You don't want to be guys that swing for the fence. You don't want to be Ian Desmond. Ian Desmond couldn't hit an outside pitch. It was life dependent on him. Trey Turner will take that thing to right field. So you want to hit for average, which means you want a high success rate. You want a high probability of success. And during that, where we're having our success, we're getting our contracts, boom, somebody could hit one out of the park. Somebody could offer 150, 200,000, 250,000. But it is the people that have that high, high batting average. So we want to have a high batting average and we want to hit bombs. So that's a, that's a snapshot of June. That is some tips for, for the buyers and the sellers. That's a look ahead at July, where we are starting July. That was a pretty remarkable screen I showed you today, where we went from 97 cents on the dollar is what our sales prices were last year to 107% of what homes are listed for. In June, homes sold for 100% of list price over a million dollars for 107% of the over list price. Last year, that number was 97%. I find it scary. I find it incredible, but I find it a little scary. So, you know, how high can they go? And, and that appraiser that came in at that appraisal, that smells like 2006. That smelled where appraisers were just coming in and going, yeah, well, I'll give you the number. That's just what he did. There's no way you can appraise that house for that number. I have no idea how it got through underwriting, but it did. It did. Let it be. He, they hit the bomb. So anyways, be like Trey Turner, hit for average. That's what we do. My name is Casey Sampson. You can reach me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or you can call me at 703-508-2535. Thank you very much for watching. I know there's some teams out there that are having their whole team watch this Coffee with Casey. It's always nice to get updated on where we are in the market. Okay, so we'll see you again next Thursday at 11 o'clock on Coffee with Casey. Thanks. Bye now.